Section 39 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 39 question what is the status of woman in the orient answer the status of woman in former times was exceedingly deplorable for it was the belief of the orient that it was best for woman to be ignorant it was considered preferable that she should not know reading or writing in order that she might not be informed of events in the world woman was considered to be created for rearing children and attending to the duties of the household if she pursued educational courses it was deemed contrary to chastity hence women were made prisoners of the household the houses did not even have windows opening upon the outside world his holiness baha'u'llah destroyed these ideas and proclaimed the equality of man and woman he made woman respected by commanding that all women be educated that there be no difference in the education of the two sexes and that man and woman share the same rights in the estimation of god there is no distinction of sex one whose thought is pure whose education is superior whose scientific attainments are greater, whose deeds of philanthropy excel, be that one man or woman, white or colored, is entitled to full rights and recognition. There is no differentiation whatsoever. Therefore, the status of women in the East has undergone change. At present they attend schools and colleges, pursue the ordinary curriculum, and day by day are becoming indispensable to men and equal to them. This is the present condition of womankind in Persia. Question. What relation do you sustain to the founder of your belief? Are you his successor in the same manner as the Pope of Rome? Answer. I am the servant of Baha'u'llah, the founder, and in this I glory. No honor do I consider greater than this, and it is my hope that I may be confirmed in servitude to Baha'u'llah. This is my station. Question. Is it not a fact that universal peace cannot be accomplished until there is political democracy in all the countries of the world? Answer. It is very evident that in the future there shall be no centralization in the countries of the world, be they constitutional in government, republican, or democratic in form. The United States may be held up as the example of future government that is to say each province will be independent in itself but there will be federal union protecting the interests of the various independent states it may not be a republican 
or a democratic form, to cast aside centralization which promotes despotism is the exigency of the time. This will be productive of international peace. Another fact of equal importance in bringing about international peace is woman's suffrage. That is to say, when perfect equality shall be established between men and women, peace may be realized for the simple reason that womankind in general will never favor warfare. Women will not be willing to allow those whom they have so tenderly cared for to go to the battlefield when they shall have a vote they will oppose any cause of warfare another factor which will bring about universal peace is the linking together of the orient and the occident question what is your belief about reincarnation answer the subject of reincarnation has two aspects one is that which the Hindustanese people believe, and even that is subdivided into two, reincarnation and metempsychosis. According to one belief, the soul goes and then returns in certain reincarnations. Therefore, they say that a sick person is sick because of actions in a previous incarnation, and that this is retribution. The other school of Hinduism believes that man sometimes appears as an animal, a donkey for instance, and that this is retribution for past acts. I am referring to the beliefs in that country, the beliefs of the schools. There is a reincarnation of the prophetic mission. Jesus Christ, speaking of John the Baptist, declared he was Elias. When John the Baptist was questioned, he said, Quote, I am not Elias. These two statements are apparently contradictory, but in reality they do not contradict. The light is one light. The light which illumined the lamp last night is illuminating it tonight. This does not mean that the identical rays of light have reappeared, but the virtues of illumination. The light which revealed itself through the glass reveals itself again so that we may say the light of this evening is the light of last evening relighted this is as regards its virtues and not as regards its former identity this is our view of reincarnation we believe in that which jesus christ and all the prophets have believed for example his holiness the bob states quote, i am the return of all the prophets end quote. this is significant of the oneness of the prophetic virtues the oneness of power the oneness of bestowal the oneness of radiation the oneness of expression the oneness of revelation question what is the attitude of your belief toward the family answer According to the teachings of Baha'u'llah, the family, being a human unit, must be educated according to the rules of sanctity. All the virtues must be taught the family. The integrity of the family bond must be constantly considered and the rights of the individual members must not be transgressed. The rights of the son, 
the father, the mother, none of them must be transgressed, none of them must be arbitrary. Just as the son has certain obligations to his father, the father likewise has certain obligations to his son. The mother, the sister, and other members of the household have their certain prerogatives. All these rights and prerogatives must be conserved. Yet the unity of the family must be sustained. The injury of one shall be considered the injury of all. The comfort of each, the comfort of all. The honor of one, the honor of all. Question. What is the relation of the Baha'i teaching to the ancient Zoroastrian religion? Answer. The religions of God have the same foundation, but the dogmas appearing later have differed. Each of the divine religions has two aspects. The first is essential. It concerns morality and development of the virtues of the human world. This aspect is common to all. It is fundamental. It is one. There is no difference, no variation in it. As regards the inculcation of morality and the development of human virtues, there is no difference whatsoever between the teachings of Zoroaster, Jesus, and Baha'u'llah. In this they agree. They are one. The second aspect of the divine religions is non-essential. It concerns human needs and undergoes change in every cycle according to the exigency of the time. For example, in the time of Moses, divorce was conformable to the needs and conditions. His Holiness Moses therefore established it, but in the time of His Holiness Christ, Divorces were numerous and the cause of corruption. As they were not suitable for the time, he made divorce unlawful and likewise changed other laws. These are needs and conditions which have to do with the conduct of society. Therefore they undergo change according to the exigency of the time. His Holiness Moses dwelt in the desert as there were no penitentiaries, no means of restitution in the desert and wilderness, the laws of God were, quote, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, end quote. Could this be carried out now? If a man destroys another man's eye, are you willing to destroy the eye of the offender? If a man's teeth are broken or his ear cut off, Will you demand a corresponding mutilation of his assailant? This would not be conformable to conditions of humanity at the present time. If a man steals, shall his hand be cut off? This punishment was just and right in the law of Moses, but it was applicable to the desert where there were no prisons and reformatory institutions of later and higher forms of government. Today you have government and organization, a police system, a judge and trial by jury. The punishment and penalty is now different. Therefore, 
the non-essentials which deal with details of community are changed according to the exigency of the time and conditions but the essential foundation of the teachings of moses zoroaster jesus and baha'u'llah is identical is one there is no difference whatsoever question is peace a greater word than love answer no love is greater than peace for peace is founded upon love love is the objective point of peace and peace is an outcome of love until love is attained peace cannot be but there is a so-called peace without love the love which is from god is the fundamental this love is the object of all human attainment the radiance of heaven the light of man question will you state the tenets of your faith answer first investigate the reality man must leave imitation and seek reality the contemporaneous religious beliefs differ because of their allegiance to dogma it is necessary therefore to abandon imitations and seek their fundamental reality second the oneness of humanity all human creatures are the servants of god all are submerged in the sea of his mercy the creator of all is one god the provider the giver the protector of all is one god he is kind to all why should we be unkind all live beneath the shadow of his love why should we hate each other there are certain people who are ignorant they must be educated some are like children they must be trained and educated until they reach maturity others are sickly intellectually ill spiritually ill they must be treated and healed but all are the servants of god third religion must be conducive to love of all the cause of fellowship unity and light if it be the cause of enmity bloodshed and hatred its non-being is better than its being its non-existence better than its existence religion and science conform and agree if a question of religion violates reason and does not agree with science it is imagination and not worthy of credence fourth equality between men and women in all degrees they are equal the readjustment of the economic laws for the livelihood of man must be effected in order that all humanity may live in the greatest happiness according to their respective degrees fifth spiritual brotherhood all mankind must attain to spiritual fraternity that is to say fraternity in the holy spirit for patriotic racial and political fraternity are of no avail their results are meager but divine fraternity spiritual fraternity is the cause of unity and amity 
among mankind. As heretofore material civilization has been extended, the divine civilization must now be promulgated. Until the two agree, real happiness among mankind will be unknown. By mere intellectual development and power of reason, man cannot attain to his fullest degree. That is to say, by means of intellect alone, he cannot accomplish the progress affected by religion. For the philosophers of the past strove in vain to revivify the world of mankind through the intellectual faculty. The most of which they were capable was educating themselves and a limited number of disciples. They themselves have confessed failure. Therefore, the world of humanity must be confirmed by the breath of the Holy Spirit in order to receive universal education. Through the infusion of divine power, all nations and peoples become quickened and universal happiness is possible. These are some of the principles of the Baha'is. Question. Will women or men aid this new religion most? Which will be most capable? Answer. In Persia, the men have aided it more, but in the West, perchance the women. In the West, women evidently have precedence in religion, but in the East, men surpass the women. Question. What will be the food of the united people? Answer. As humanity progresses, meat will be used less and less, for the teeth of man are not carnivorous. For example, the lion is endowed with carnivorous teeth, which are intended for meat, and if meat be not found, the lion starves. The lion cannot graze. Its teeth are of a different shape. The digestive system of the lion is such that it cannot receive nourishment save through meat. The eagle has a crooked beak, the lower part shorter than the upper. It cannot pick up grain, it cannot graze. Therefore, it is compelled to partake of meat. The domestic animals have herbivorous teeth formed to cut grass which is their fodder. The human teeth, the molars, are formed to grind grain. The front teeth, the incisors, are for fruits, etc. It is therefore quite apparent, according to the implements for eating, man's food is intended to be grain and not meat. When mankind is more fully developed, the eating of meat will gradually cease. End of section 39. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in Oxford, England.